everybody, and welcome to the Millennial Canon Vaccination Special, brought to you by Pfizer. I'm Kira. And I'm... Adam. <laughs> and... I feel I like mean, <laughs> Yeah. So, to start this episode off, um, if you didn't listen to our episode a few weeks ago, I cannot tell you for anything what episode it was but adam and i in a true bestie vibes only moment got our first and second vaccines within like 24 hours of each other just a wonderful coincidence truly and i think that that's a true bestie vibes only moment so what better way to celebrate being vaccinated than recording on a completely different scheduled day than you usually do so that you specifically are discussing a movie while you feel like absolute shit yeah because we were like it's gonna be funny and now we're actually doing it and i want to kill myself we were like oh we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna like be so like feverish and like funny but no i literally like i got up to pee before we started recording and i thought i was gonna die yeah i don't (laughs) think i i don't know who feels worse it's hard to because we were both are like, we feel terrible. But well, you're I think, on your second day. I'm on my first day. Yeah, for some reason, though, today hit harder than the first day, which I've heard is common for some reason. Um, yeah. But basically... For context, for context I, um, I, I took my glasses off because I'm too tired to focus my eyes. Jinkies. Yeah. <laughs> my glasses. Get it? Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh anyways um my symptoms are uh i'm like nauseous Mm -hmm. like extremely so if you hear me burp simply don't say anything and um i also like lightheaded and also for context i was in a car crash like four days ago so like i'm also like extremely like stiff and i am in physical pain (laughs) that's uh and that's what you missed on glee (laughs) My both of my arms are numb, but for different reasons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking yeah. kill me, um, Barry Benson, kill me. I like couldn't tell if I had side effects or if it was just because I feel like shit every moment of every day of my life. Um, but no, you guys I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Hey, Kira. Oh, what? Want to form a suicide pact? <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> we both got stung by something this week, today, yesterday. <laughs> the stinging in question, a syringe. That was top notch. That was really good. That was, and... that was, su- like, that was, for the fact that you're, like, kneeling over in death right now, that was extremely solid. Did you plan that ahead of time, or did it just, like, come to you? Uh, I knew that I wanted to say something about, like, stinging, but I don't Mm. know. Um, yeah, just galaxy brain moment when I realized, like, oh, like, a bee stinger is kind of like a syringe. Me as it entered my shoulder this morning. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that looks kind of like Barry B. Benson's ass. (laughs) Did it hurt when they put the needle in your arm? Um, it, like, kind of pinched, like, I don't know. I'm the kind of, not to sound like, oh, I'm weird. I'm weirdo, but I kind of like like getting like tattoos and piercings because it's like, Ugh. um, I'm <laughs> shut up. 
It's like <laughs> I'm terrified of like like getting like blood drawn, but for some reason like like shots don't matter. But like she saw me like kind of like cringing at it, and she was like, "So are you doing anything fun this weekend?" And I was like, "I." And then she's like, "Oh, okay, I'm done." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah when i got the when i got the shot the uh when they went in my arm i'm like wow this is how john goodman the lawyer felt when he got stung in the ass and i was just gonna say yeah that's literally like we were like oh it's not that bad and then like immediately we just feel like john goodman in the baby walker in one in b movie one i want to i i want to get the shot in my ass next (laughs) for the booster you should ask them. They're like right or left shoulder ass. Ass. <laughs> they're they're like right or left. I'm like no, my ass. They're like yeah, cheek. No, cheek up. <laughs> like no, cheek with left left or right cheek. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, also too. Um, no, I already forgot. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, we're just firing on all cylinders today guys yeah um so this movie um speaking about um john goodman in this movie i forgot that like half of this movie is like a courtroom drama like this movie is like five different genres in one and it's really funny it's like here here's my uh if we want to jump right into it um my entire take is that this movie is like really not good, but <laughs> it's yeah. like extremely watchable because of like every ten minutes it throws a new genre at you or like a yeah. new like idea, like of, weird like, cameo. Yeah, weird cameo or like just weird plot point that you're like, wow, people really like paid money to see this in yeah. 2007 and took their yeah. entire family. It's also like highly inappropriate for children. Oh, extremely. Like, like you, so much of it is highly inappropriate. You see Winnie the Pooh get massacred. <laughs> yeah. Like, and um, also, like, I, I was thinking, like, kind of too deeply about it as I was watching it, like, this evening, five minutes before we started recording, um, that, like, Pixar and, like, DreamWorks and stuff, like, I feel like we kind of always avoid the ones that are, like, super successful, and I feel like we always cling to the ones that, like, they wanted to make, like, a massive deal out of that just kind of, like, disappeared or just, like, became memes. Well, we definitely talked about that on, like, the B-movie, the Cars. Mm-hmm. Or not, so not B-movie, uh, the Shark Tale, the mm-hmm. Cars, the, uh, what was the last DreamWorks we did? Um, oh, I don't know. Not us wondering. not knowing our own podcast. Yeah. But, like, um, what I was thinking about was, like, a lot of the cameos in this and, like, the vibe of it and the comedy kind of reminded me of, like, Shrek 2, but it just didn't have, like, as much. And yeah. I just feel like when you think of it, it's, like, nothing will ever be, like, on the level of the Shrek franchise, like, in zillennial culture. And it's just funny that, like, B-Movie, like, tried to hit that and then it's just, like, <laughs> the fucking weirdest thing you've ever seen in your life. Well, the thing that is like this movie's not funny because the writing is good it's funny because it's just so absurd like yeah i think conceptually some of the jokes here are like really solid but like the writing yeah. is very basic if that makes sense yeah like the, the writing, execution is very yeah. the writing is like how does somebody even think of this 
legitimately like i know that like a lot of movies are like that like oh like how does somebody even think of this but like how do these ideas come out of a person's brain like a bee falls in love with a human because he hates capitalism and they bond over their hatred of capitalism so they collectively sue the human race with a mosquito lawyer yeah and win and then decide that capitalism actually might be good in the end like, uh, I forgot yes, that, that, was that was yeah. I was like, yeah, that was the weird part for me because I was like, as it was going, I'm like, hell yeah, Barry Bevinson has the communist manifesto, and then it <laughs> ends, if, and it's like maybe it's good question mark, and I was like, wait, no, no. And I was like, there's 30 minutes left of this movie, but no, it, that's exactly how it is. Yeah. So it's like, actually, you got to go back to uh, you got to go back to working your whole life. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, I genuinely think the rough draft of this movie ended with, like, like bees being liberated from, like, working for humans, and that was a happy ending. But then DreamWorks was like, listen, we can't, like, tell them capitalism's bad, because then they won't see our movies. Like, so we or gotta... they'll, they'll uh, start an uprising. Exactly. They'll demand Chicken Run, too, if we, if we do this. <laughs> so, we have... <laughs> I mean, didn't they release Chicken Run in the U.S.? That's a um, pretty, uh, that's a pretty leftist film, if you it ask is, me. Ironically, yeah. um, yeah. you know that mean Pizza me Man said "fuck work." Yeah, Chicken. Gary B. Benson said, "I love work." Heart emoji. No, he said "fuck work," and then he said, "Actually, I love work." Haha, <laughs> uh, <laughs> JK, unless <laughs> I can't stand this bitch. Ten minutes later, me and the best. Me and the bestie. <laughs> so one, there's two directors for this movie. One is Steve Hickner, who he directed The Prince of Egypt for DreamWorks in 1998. Oh, we covered Over the Hedge. Yes, that's another yeah, one where I was. That was like, another one that like kind of like burned out. Um, and then he did B-movie, and then ever since then, he's only been doing, like, shorts, like, Kung Fu Panda, like, shorts, or mm. TV episodes. Um, and, uh, let's see. Then the other director, Simon J. Smith, um, went from doing B-movie, he also directed the Shrek 4D thing at Universal. Oh, sweet. I can't wait to go see that with you. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> sorry, I... He <laughs> he also did a uh, far far away idol the iconic oh my god this guy his filmography and then he did penguins of Madagascar which is super funny amazing and he's doing the Baymax uh, shorts for Disney Channel so nice what yeah. a guy he's cool um, yeah he just knew he couldn't like top this so he just like yeah he just dipped out mm-hmm. um he peaked with the uh, um. Far, far away idol. As can, I just, can I just say we just didn't even talk about if we have memories with this movie. Like it's so funny. Like oh, do we? I went to go see it in a theater when I was a kid, and I was like, ha ha ha, like as we all did. Mm-hmm. And I have it on DVD, and I watched it all the time. Again, know all the lines to it. My little brother watched it all the time. Um. When Sean and I first started dating, when B-Movie was first, like, resurgence as a meme, he realized that he'd never seen it, and I'm gonna expose something here, is that he wanted to buy the t-shirt that had the entire B-Movie script on it, so we watched it, and then he bought the shirt. Um, 
He I only think, watched it so that he could buy the shirt. But we liked it. We had a good time. I think that entire resurgence from, like, what, 2016 was, like, super funny. Like Yeah. Because also I remember, like, that's when me and you and Sean, like, I became friends with both of you on Facebook. And you guys were both, like, putting memes on my wall that my family members could see, like, every day. <laughs> but, like, I think the funniest one that you sent me was, or, like, the most inappropriate one that you put on my wall was, like, when B-Movie got uploaded to Pornhub. And you put oh. that out of my wall. And my mom like, saw it and she was like, who is Kira and why is I'm she? I'm sorry. <laughs> this was five years ago. Um, yeah, um, I forgot about that. Is that when like people were just like uploading B-movie to like random places? I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Did you know that to promote this movie, they sent out like jars of Ray Liotta Private Select? Um, I did not know that, but I remember... We're film critics. We should be someone, personally. Literally Siskel and Ebert. Um, by the way, those clips that are resurfacing on Twitter, I love them. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. They're so like, the, funny. The one where it's like, uh, where they're reviewing Baby's Day Out, and he's like, he said, and you think it's funny that a, that a baby is walking through traffic. Look, you're laughing right now. You're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing. A baby is walking, walking through traffic. You're laughing. Um, yeah. Um, oh, but I do want to you... say. Sorry. Oh, I, just uh, my memory. I didn't see this in theaters, weirdly uh-huh. enough, because I remember 2007 was like a stacked year. Like, I remember this mm-hmm. came out around the time of Enchanted. And yeah. for some reason, I chose Enchanted over this. I was too busy seeing There Will Be Blood to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember, As I like, was 10 years old. Well, I remember, like, usually if I miss one that comes out, like, around the time of, like, another one when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I would go see it, like, two weeks later. But, like, two weeks later, I remember National Treasure 2 came out. Oh, that was... My my family was watching that the other night, and I tried to take a picture of the screen as I was walking in to send to you, but I just... It didn't I thought of you, though. I thought of you, though, when I walked in and saw it on my family TV. Thank you, Kira. Um, And then also Alvin and the Chipmunks came out around that time, too. Damn... So yeah, Stack. 2007 was that year. Yeah. But I remember the first time I saw this was uh, when I went on like a road trip with my uh, like a road a road trip a road trip. Um, um, yeah, me, Simon, Alvin, and Theodore <laughs> all got head, and we all voted for it. No, uh, but we <laughs> no we. <laughs> <laughs> Which chipmunk is experiencing the worst COVID vaccine side effects? Uh, me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm shivering. Which, which chipmunk are you? Um, I think I'm Theodore because I'm just like short and round and baby. <laughs> Am I Simon or Alvin? Mm, I think you're Simon. Yeah, I would. I'm Simon if he said shit like big titty goths and like. No, I think actually I'm Simon and you're Theodore. Because I feel like Simon's kind of like condescending a little. And Theodore is like, but? And Simon's like, shut the fuck up. Uh, but I watched this on a road. I remember those um, SUVs that had like the built-in DVD players in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I used to. I that's how I watched this for the first time. I remember. I remember like by the time the airplane scene happened at the end, 
I like we parked at Seven Eleven to get gas, and I like had to piss so bad. And I told them, <laughs> I'm like, pause the movie. I wanted to see what happens, and I ran in, pissed, and I came back up, and they didn't pause it, and they didn't rewind it for me. So I just got so, to the oh, point. This is your first time seeing this scene? I think so. <laughs> um, it's been a what 14 years of build up, and I'm so glad I finally got to see what happens. Yeah. Um. Did you ever have to watch, like, a movie about bugs in an economics class? Economics class? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, like, a general, like, experience. Is that, like, have you ever taken, like, an economics class in high school? I've, I've never taken an economics class. Okay. I had to take, like, an economics class as, like, a fake, like, elective. Because I didn't get into AP classes in high school. And they were like, you should just take economics. And I guess it's a little bit more useful than taking, like... AP U.S. history, but um, I did take that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So she was like, "Okay, we're gonna watch a movie," and she meant to put on Bugs Life, and she accidentally put on Ants, and we got like far enough into it that it was a scene where like Woody Allen is in therapy, and then she was like, "Wait, this isn't the movie that I was gonna put on," and she put on Bugs Life. And then we also watched a scene from B, I think the opening scene from B movie. And I was thinking to myself, like, are all movies, why are all movies about bugs, like, critiques of capitalism? (laughs) (laughs) I have chills. I'm sorry, I literally didn't mean to burp. I'm sorry if I just thought it's like, so funny. Things. Like that was the funniest I I can't even express how funny that was. It's like why is every movie about bugs a critique of capitalism? Burp. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel that way? <laughs> yeah. Um about, yeah. I've never seen Ant Bully. What's that about? Ant Bully is about like the the fucking kid is like he step like he likes to like water gun and step on ants for fun and then he yeah. gets shrinked into an ant because they like they develop a potion and they're like yeah let's kill this fucking kid and it's like it's actually pretty dark <laughs> and then like he becomes like he gets like dragged to the ant colony and he like becomes mm-hmm. one of them and he has to like team up with them to fight the exterminator mm-hmm. and like he learns like, a lesson about being kind and like being like a good person like I yeah I've seen it so many times <laughs> And it's not good, I can tell you. Nicholas Cage is the like main ant in that one. That's so funny. Are they covering it on the We Bought a Cage? We bought a They better, or I'm gonna have some words for We Well Bam Boys, this is a call out. If you do not cover the ant bully on the pod, and I'm only like ninety five. We're hacking sure into that... the we're hacking into the mainframe and deleting the pod. Yeah, I will um Whoever the CEO of Spotify is, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on there. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, this is an official call out with Bam Boys. I know you're listening. Let's cover it. So, not only was this a critique on capitalism, but like I said before, where it's like the DreamWorks movies and the 2000s animated movies that just kind of like sizzle out. Um, and we've talked about this even with like Cat in the Hat and stuff, but like, and Cat in the Hat is like a parody of it, but. Where they make the movies look like theme park rides. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of reminds me that um, 
I think in California only, like the Shrek 4D theater, like they're like programming it with different DreamWorks 4D movies. Right. Um, like I know there are like discussions about doing it here, but I think I they're hope... thinking about full on replacing it here in Florida. That would be fucking sad. Okay. Shrek 4D is like the worst, best experience ever. Like the seats are just like, literally, they just like pick you up and throw you. Like the seats are like so bad. Um, I like the I pre-show. It. Yeah, the pre-show is funny. Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, I think it's like, I don't really like honestly care if they replace it because it's been around for like a long time. The only thing I hope they don't get rid of is Donkey that you can go talk to outside. He's like an animatronic, and he like mm-hmm. just fucking roasts you anytime you like go up to him. I was reading about Universal's shopping service last night because I'm concerned that I'm going to spend a lot of money in the Hello Kitty store and then I'll be like stranded with all my stuff. So I found out that, <laughs> I found out that the Shrek shop is called Ye Old, Suve- Ye Old Shrek Souvenir Shop, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I've I think been that's funny. Times. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so what I'm trying to say is so many of these 2000s movies have like sequences. Ow, I'm trying to put my arm up. They have, like, sequences that look exactly like theme park rides, and I just feel like that was, like, the vibe of the 2000s. And things... Oh, we covered Madagascar, too. Things like Madagascar, like, B-Movie, Over the Hedge, like, they all have, like, these, like, wild things that you're just, like... Yeah, and Polar Express, too. That's not DreamWorks, but, like... Do you think, like, they are... Do you think that's just, like, a trope? Or are they, like, deliberately put in there, like, these small sequences that in the case of this movie is super popular they have something to program or like write off of to make a ride for for theme park i mean in terms of dreamworks movies i think that that was definitely a factor Mm -hmm. um because they had like um i don't know definitely made around the 2005 because it was a year after shrek 2 yeah yeah um because it was this, it's the same thing that was in the DVD combo pack with Shrek 2, and they legally yeah. couldn't open it at Universal until after the DVD came out. Mm. So I think it was like summer 2005. That was the same summer yeah. that Revenge of the Mummy came out, I remember. It was like a big yeah. year for Universal. So, like, I think that's, sorry, I'm like taking so long to get words out. Um, <laughs> I think that's definitely a factor when it comes to movies that they're putting a lot of faith into. And I think Disney kind of has, like, the faith in their own movies that they're like, oh, well, people will recognize the characters, like, enough for us to, like, create, mm-hmm. cre- like, create a sequence like this. But, like, DreamWorks, it has to be like, oh, look how fun this is. Oh, speaking yeah. of this, I can't wait to fucking cover, like, Flushed Away someday. Yeah, Flushed Away, <laughs> I, I remember I thought that, like, at a fucking dollar theater. Like, have mm-hmm. you ever been to a dollar theater? Um, it's literally a dollar. Yeah, it's like a dollar, but like they're, um, they start playing movies there like two months. Like it depends how successful the movie is in like regular AMC or Regal. But Uh, like, for example, they got like Tenet at my dollar theater like in November or December. Oh, And it just got like Wonder Woman like two weeks ago or something. I have a theater that's like, matinees are like $5, but no. Yeah, um, I have one theater near me that, Matinees are like four fifty, and I like. It's actually a pretty good theater too, but I just never yeah. go. It's kind of a drive, but um, well, fucking B yeah. movie. Uh, but I think that also like not even like the flying sequences, but then there are like visceral like 
things that you're supposed to be like smelling and like puffs of air that you're supposed to be feeling and like temperature changes like it literally looks like shrek like watching like shrek 3d at home like without the 4d seats mm-hmm. um yeah yeah no yeah. i i completely agree like it's that's why like it's kind of you don't see that as much anymore i'm not saying you never see it mm-hmm. but they definitely like cut back on it because i think even now like theme parks are going like more advanced or like they like to like make their own like original like it's based in ip but they like to create not necessarily around one scene in a movie like rise of the resistance at disney like it's based in the star wars ip but it's yeah it's not just like star tours exactly Um, it's just like star tours isn't just like a scene from the movie yeah but well like it goes to like different eras or like set pieces but not like one like exact scene like, um, I think I've talked about this before, but, like, at SeaWorld, I know fuck SeaWorld, but, like, I went when I was, like, 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, during Christmas time, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have a, uh, so they have this ride at SeaWorld where it's, like, a, it's, like, Star Tours, like, exactly, like, you go in there and you sit, but instead of, like, it being a spaceship, it's, like, a, uh, you get, like, in a helicopter, even though it's, like, 80 seats and stupid, mm-hmm. um, and you, like, fly over the Arctic, but, like, in November and december you uh they programmed it to be the polar express like that scene in polar express we're talking about yeah and the one the scene in question you know it yeah we got it (laughs) um but like even like the capitalism shit aside like even just like the him befriending a woman and like maybe maybe not being like romantically involved with her is like very strange like it's a very yeah. weird concept yeah um <laughs> i wrote down this is like not even like but the scene when he's talking to adam which is funny that his name is adam the scene when he's talking to adam about like renee zellweger mm-hmm. and he's like uh she's a human it's literally the exact same scene as in fleabag when she tells her sister that she's in love with the priest <laughs> It's exactly the same scene. Like, you know that Phoebe Waller-Bridge saw this movie and was like, I'm about to make my whole career based on this line. (laughs) So good. Um, Yeah, I I think that checks out. I think that but like out. imagine like okay because they like originally bond over how much they like hate their jobs. Like imagine being like like you and I like are exhausted and like strung out just constantly but imagine being like so fed up with capitalism that you literally like fall in love with a bee <laughs> i mean that's every friday night but like, <laughs> i no. um well isn't her entire like thing is like sh- she wanted to be a florist but her parents made her become like a uh, a lawyer or something like her parents that- want her to be a lawyer but she wants to be a florist and at the end doesn't she like isn't it like both true yeah so kind of she's like playing into the conventions of uh capitalism this is was it written by aaron sorkin because it's very centrist (laughs) (laughs) for Uh, anyone listening adam is literally like leaning all the way back in his chair (laughs) and like staring at his ceiling as he says was this written by aaron sorkin because it's very centrist (laughs) I'm just like I'm in pain sitting up, so I'm just like laid yeah. back. 
I'm like reclining in my recliner and just like, yeah. or not recliner, but like in my. You look like uh, you look like the Woody Allen ant of therapy. In the opening scene of Ants that I accidentally watched in my economics class. Never say that shit to me again. Never say that. (laughs) If you call me the Woody Allen Ant one more time, I'm gonna throw hands. I I like the graduate scene. I think that is hilarious when the plane explodes. I think that that is exactly the bizarre humor that... Well, when I said that writing's not strong, I don't mean, like, it. it's not like it doesn't have any funny, like, pieces of writing. Like, there are, like, moments where it's, like, funny. Like, even, like, the Ray Liotta, the consistent, like, Ray Liotta. Oh, my and then, God. Like, and Sting, and, too. And the payoff. Yeah, Sting. But then, like, the payoff. You see Ray Liotta, like, or you, they mention him a few times. Then he fucking shows up in court testifying. <laughs> and it's, like, and he has his fucking Emmy with him. It's, like. Yeah, they're, like, congrats on your Emmy for your guest star like your guest starring role on er <laughs> and i don't even want to look up if that's true or not because i it's it definitely so, is. it's so oddly specific that i think it is but if it's not it's even funnier um <laughs> um yeah and i think that one of the funniest lines probably the funniest line in this whole movie is when he's like this isn't a good fella this is a bad fella <laughs> it's like why ray liotta like that's what's funny about it is like the things like that that are like why like why sting why ray liotta why were they able to get these people i mean like ray liotta is probably going to be in anything but like Mm -hmm. yeah you know especially a chantix commercial am i right guys (laughs) remember like in 2018 when you'd go to a local amc theater and like that Chantis commercial will be playing at the start of Nuvi if you get there early enough. Yeah. And you're Next like, man, I get there early. <laughs> I remember I got like there an hour early when I saw Star is Born on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that like welcomed us to the movie theater was the fucking Chantix commercial with Ray Liotta. And I'm like, wow, love that for me. Just sitting in like the fifth row with a fucking giant popcorn watching Ray Liotta talk about his <laughs> negative addiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I can't wait for, honestly. I hope it's still rolling when I get back to the movies. I would literally pay twelve seventy five to go see like a two hour like <laughs> like creepy of that. So I um, talked to my doctor <laughs> <laughs> and she recommended Chantix. Did you notice I don't know if it's like that in Florida, but um Maria Menunos like has like a TV show at like gas stations? Yes, I've sent yeah. you a picture a few times, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But one time, uh, Sean was, like, pumping gas, and she was like, here's how to curb anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> 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 Maria Menounos is just always there when you need her, literally. She, literally, like, I'm, I'm, like, anxious to see who wins versus Godzilla versus Kong, and then, like, she's like, hey, bestie, it's okay. Because, like, the <laughs> real the winner here is you, because you're at the movie theater. Yeah. Like, Because you're watching Nuvi. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. It's like I, I love her. Download I wish the new arcade app on your phone. Have you ever downloaded that? No. I have my you? mom did. I remember. <laughs> I I can't remember what we were. You know seeing. what? First day back, I'll do it. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm downloading new arcade. <laughs> I think it was when we were seeing Rocket Man and Dolby because I remember we were seeing something in Dolby. So mm-hmm. I did like think back like what has my mom seen in Dolby and I'm like 99% sure it was Rocket Man. And we're like sitting like in like the 
kind of like lower area by the aisles mm-hmm. and she's like reclining all the way back so she can like hit the asteroids for the newbie <laughs> arcade and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> what a queen i think yeah. she's a queen I feel like a lot of our listeners will appreciate this 10-minute newbie segment of B-movie. I think they will. I really think that they will. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the courtroom scene, which takes up a lot of the movie. Um, well, like, thir- 40 minutes almost. Like, yeah, kind and of then, insane. like, it goes back into the courtroom. Yeah, like, even when he, they're not physically in the courtroom, they're talking about, like, how they're going to handle them. It's like the Chicago 7. Like, they're, like, literally, like, planning and, like, oh, my God. Like, it's it's kind of funny just because it's so stupid and, like, bizarre and, like, specific, but... Yeah. Also, I like, mean, in the courtroom, like, there are some funny things, but then there are some things that I'm just like, how the fuck did they say this? Like, they're literally implying a sexual relationship between Barry and Vanessa, what like, literally... You... Oh, yeah, a little bed bug? Yeah. Like, are you like, fucking kidding me, my In the guy? children's film. Yeah. Yeah, there were, like, a lot of children. Jokes. I mean, there's and literally there was, like, a... a weird joke about slavery. Oh, the white man thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. going on and on about, like, working, like, in the fields for the white man. And it's like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Jerry Seinfeld and Co. Sir... are the ones that make that... <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to be upset over fucking B-movie, but, like, at the same time, uh, I'm, like, watching yeah. it. I'm just, and like, it's like, some things are just, like... Mm. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I mean, it's just... I mean, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, there's definitely, like, moments where it's so... Like, I can honestly say, I'm never bored when I watch this movie. Yeah. Like, it's... Not even, not even in, like, a problematic way, but just, like, every single thing that happens in this movie. I'm just, like, why is that what you thought of? It's like, legitimately. Like it's, it's not even that it's, like, offensive. Even, no. like, even if it, like, it is. It probably is like, offensive. But I'm just but, like, who thinks of this? Like, But it's also, like, it doesn't even completely work as a joke sometimes. Like, sometimes, like, they like they have a good setup for a joke. But then they their execution or, like, the, the one-liner zing that they came up with is, like, not there. Like, it only yeah. half makes sense. And I can only... It's, like, one of those jokes that only, like, half... Like, two people in the audience will, like, laugh at it as sold at auditorium. Mm-hmm. like that's how i could sum up b movie in its entirety is like two people in the audience will laugh but it's sporadic the entire movie like two different people <laughs> will laugh at two different jokes at yeah. different moments <laughs> yeah. there's only like one moment maybe where they're where the entire audience like chuckles or like nobody laughs but like the parents being like <laughs> like behind their hands like trying yeah. to not like show their kids that they're laughing because then they'll have to like explain a joke about like like I don't even like to their children. Back when I was a counselor and we took our, uh, we took the kids on a field trip to go see the fucking Jungle Book, the 2016 mm-hmm. one. And I was like laughing because I didn't know Christopher Walken was the monkey. <laughs> and the kid next to me that I like sat with, he was like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, just watching the movie. And he's and he just kept, he kept like nudging. He was like, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? And I like just, I, I was like, okay, listen. He's a, there's a famous actor named Christopher Walken, and he's the monkey, and I just think that's funny. That's all there is. And he's like, what has he been in? I'm like, I'm not having this conversation with you right now. Like, <laughs> like 20 minutes after that scene ended, he still asked me who Christopher Walken is, and I'm just like, I'm not explaining this to you. Uh, yeah, it's little things like that. Like I um, love when Christopher Walken is just like, uh, Mowgli, the, uh, yeah. the, the cup. Like, yeah. 
love that. It's just funny that he, like, because I've never seen that, and I knew that he played the monkey, but before I knew that he played the monkey, I was like, oh, he's probably playing, like, a snake or, like, a lizard or something. No, he's yeah. playing a big monkey. Like, it actually, what? It's actually super funny in the movie. Like, he fits the role, like, really well. Like, he's just, like... It's fucking. He's like he's the he's like the king of the, like the jungle or whatever because he mm-hmm. like hoards bananas. <laughs> Mowgli, uh, you're you're on my turf, huh? Like it's like it's just funny. <laughs> um, there's also like a funny story of that oh. movie. Like John Favreau had to go to Bill Murray's house to record all his lines because he said he's, he's like I'm not flying to like LA to do it. So like John Favreau had to commute to Bill Murray wherever he lives and like recorded his lines at his garage. And then he took it back. Okay, to pack gate. it up, Mark Marin. Um, Lock the gates. Speaking of casting, um, Matthew Broderick yeah. is just the most recognizable voice that has well, ever existed in all of Hollywood and New York City theater. Well, in the beginning, when he was like, when uh, Adam uh, <laughs> got into the car and he started talking, I'm like, I know I know the voice, but like, who is it? And like the second I thought that at the be- like in the in the credits it said Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, his voice. Just whenever he's casting anything, I just am like, okay. Like I feel like I don't even think of Ferris Bueller when I think of him anymore. Like that's completely in a separate section of my broken mind from Matthew Broderick. I feel like I think of like vehicular <laughs> manslaughter. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Because we were just talking about how, like, Christopher Walken, like, you can't explain. And it's like, I can't explain how, like, every time, like, Matthew Broderick is brought up, like, people are like, okay, but vehicular manslaughter. That's literally the, did you watch the trailer for the Aggressively Okay production, Spike? No. It's literally just our friend Lawson, who looks into the camera in character as Spike, and he just gives a monologue about how Matthew Broderick was in a car, or he, like, killed people in a car accident, and no justice ever came from it. And oh. then it cut to credit, it cut to the title card of Spike. Interesting. Sorry to all the aggressively okayers out there that didn't watch it yet. Um, but, yeah. Um, and I also think of him, like, standing behind the door in Oh Hello. You know, what? when they, like, announce him as a guest, and then, they like, they don't open the door. And then he, like, comes out at the end and was like, I've been standing behind this door the whole time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I... have no idea what you're talking about. So okay. Like... Wait, oh. is that in this movie? What? In What's Oh Hello? Hell- what is that? Oh, oh, hello. Gail Faison charmed, I'm sure. Uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll as oh, old men in New York so City. Fucking say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, in that. Yeah. But like, yeah, you know I'm gonna be watching that tomorrow when I'm like fucking dead. That's my comfort <sighs> film. That and like The Birdcage. Mm-hmm. What's your comfort film that you're gonna watch while you're dead? Um. Not a movie, but I'm gonna watch like uh, The Simpsons probably. Cool. Or like, honestly, Impractical Jokers is a good one. Yeah, that's Long Island culture. It really is. 
Yeah. I can't believe um, I didn't see that movie. I don't like or care about the Practical Jokers, but that's just Long Island you. Cinema. I have to put it on my Long Island Cinema letterbox list alongside like A New Leaf and Uncut Gems. The movie, or the movie is not that good, but the show is like incredibly funny. I just don't like pranks. It's not even pranks. It's just like they make themselves look stupid. Yeah, I don't like that. I get secondhand embarrassment really easily. As we learned from last week when I said that the song Thriller makes me want to kill myself. It's like you get secondhand embarrassment, but as far as firsthand embarrassment, you just say shit on the spot. I really do. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I think that I just unintentionally summed up your entire like vibe yeah. and persona like so well. Right there. Yeah. Um, like what the fuck else do we say about this movie um this it is literally... the second larry king dreamworks universe project king. rest in peace king mr king and it was a very funny scene. <laughs> um why was that so funny um uh no i think the f- um i think we can't we'd be remiss to not talk about uh one specific character in this movie, and it's uh, Mr. Cuck himself, Patrick Walburton, oh my as God. the man who gets his woman stole Ken. from him from a fucking like being. Ken. Ken, these I are think the winter boots. His character. Yes, he's extremely funny, and like unironically, it's like all funny. Like every also, line. Patrick, Patrick Warburton is probably like the funniest person alive. Also, he's like right. He's like the un- like he's literally the only character who's right the entire movie. It's like <laughs> it's so funny. Like when she's like, "Why does your life have more value than his?" And he's like, "Uh, let me think." He's a B. It's like, <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> like he's completely rational, but he loses his woman. I know. Bee. Everyone's like he's turning into the Joker. No, literally, like she is. She is Jokerified. I also like that scene <laughs> where she's Joker. like, "Lady Joker." Um, I like that scene where she's like talking to him on the rooftop, and that old dude's like fixing the light bulb, and he's like just like watching her talk to herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh, vine of the lady on the bus, and she's like talk, and like the camera pans over, and there's like no one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she fucking kills that guy. He like burn. He like electrocutes himself with the light bulb and just fucking dies. And the- yeah. And then you never. He just he's dead. He's Another gone. thing too that Zillennial canon that this movie had was just like a crazy granny just like getting the shit beat out of her. Uh-huh. Um. Oh yeah, when he first also- flies into the fucking car in this movie. Yeah. Um, this and also like Shrek two have like weird like jokes about like police brutality. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that in this it comes off as more of a punchline. And obviously it's a joke in Shrek. I'm not going to be like, Shrek is cultural criticism. But well, like, Shrek is more like, it's, it's not like even they're like, making fun of like cops. And like, cops is like, yeah, more like a television show. A terrible like, like yeah. thing. <laughs> like, and also, like, they use like pepper spray as like a like literal like pepper, like, or whatever. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like, it's more like, it's less yeah. about like them being. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna explain fucking Shrek, but like, no. I feel um, like it's more so like a parody of like <laughs> society of the spectacle. Society. Um, <laughs> it's Shrek too, because they're just like talking about like like the whole thing is just about like reality TV and stuff, and like yeah. 
there's commentary on people watching cops for um entertainment but i mean i'm not gonna like excuse like a <laughs> let's how about we just yeah. not have this conversation okay <laughs> But yeah, um, what I'm trying to say is that like there's a weird scene of police brutality against the grandma in this movie. Um, I thought she there puts was... honey in her tea. <laughs> um, I thought one kind of interesting thing was uh, Pixar does this a lot, but DreamWorks doesn't. Um, but the Nick Nolte bear from Over the Hedge is in the courtroom scene. Oh yeah, like a cameo. I yes, feel like he's in something else. It was, I think it's this that you're thinking of. No, like, no, no. Like, I think he's in another <laughs> DreamWorks movie. Sorry, I'm literally shivering. I literally said earlier, like, I'm going to burp during the episode, and so far it's just been you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like somebody's, like, drilling a drill into my head. Um, um, but I got to get through it. I got to talk about the movie. <laughs> we promise. the bear. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> on the... <laughs> The Baron. Um, I don't know, but um, I find it extremely funny that unlike the DreamWorks Wikipedia, they like tell you if the character is good or bad, and yeah, yeah. the category is alignment. Yeah, bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like for their antagonists, right? Under that, it says goal: kill RJ and the gang, get his food mm-hmm. back, and then in parentheses it says all failed. <laughs> um. Uh, um, I don't see any other appearances by Vincent, but I saw an interesting Easter egg that it says Sony Pictures Animation uh, supposedly um, modeled Boog from Open Season after the bear. Whoa. Is that legal? Probably not. I can't wait to talk about Open Season on a day that I don't feel like fucking shit. <laughs> I like those um little Irish squirrels. Just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. They're oh. like, oh, my nuts. My... <laughs> I don't know. They say something like that. And then there's like a duck that was like a Vietnam War veteran or something. Yeah, it's fucking, that was insane. That I saw movie that... is off the rails. Would you believe me if I told you I had a birthday party that was open season themed? Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't I believe that? And we, uh, but it was funny, like, I went to, uh, I had like one of my birthday parties at a movie theater mm-hmm. and we were seeing open season. And then my mom's like, are you sure you don't want the theme to be like a different movie? So they're not like <laughs> by open season. And I'm like, no, I want an open season themed birthday watching open season on mm-hmm. opening season, opening, opening weekend, season? opening weekend <laughs> for open season. Thank you. For your time, I fucking open, did it. Open weasen. <laughs> open weasen. I'm not gonna take. Listen, tomorrow I'm gonna be openly weasen. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I already feel it coming on. I think I feel the song coming on. Remember that from Toy Story 2? Yeah. Every time there's something my little sister does, um, like she just like. Like, we'll have, like, a voice crack. She's, like, 17. And then, like, every time she does that, like, mid-sentence, I just... Because I call her Wheezy mm-hmm. and from the fucking Penguin. And I say... Mm-hmm. Every time she does that, I'm like, I think I feel a song coming on. And then, like, <laughs> she just fucking shits her pants every time. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you brought it up before, but... Um, mm-hmm. 
them literally like fucking up the world and then just being like, how about a suicide pact? It's just, it's so funny to me that like, it literally like, they win a court battle and then it hard cuts to like a dystopian future. I'm like, what mm. the f- I did not remember that. I was yeah. like. Yeah. It's also like this came like before that weird resurgence of like save the bees. <laughs> yeah, do you remember first? that? Like or chicken and the egg. What came first? The Save the Bees campaign or bee movie? <laughs> Tyler the creator saw this movie and he was like, Yeah, you're True. right. Let me make all these t shirts. <laughs> um I mean I feel like the save save the bee thing is still like actually like Kind of I feel like it, it kind of moved on to like turtles and then because like the straws. I feel like that's still kind of like the main thing because like they still have fucking paper straws at my Taco Bell. I, fucking, uh, I went to Chipotle the other day and they still had paper straws there. Like, sorry to sound like a bad person, but fuck paper straws. <laughs> No, at that like at that point, I just will simply not use a straw. Like yeah, I used to hate metal straws, but I have like a really good metal like coffee cup that came with a metal straw, and it's like really good. But I'm also like I, I don't know. No, I simply I use... want a plastic straw when I'm drinking like a Baja Blast and not have it like disintegrate into my cup within two seconds of ordering. Like I don't think I've finished like a Baja Blast since they started getting paper straws. And also, it's like. It just tastes like you're, like, drinking cardboard. Yeah. Like, I would literally, like, rather take the lid off and just, like, fucking chug a Baja Blast than drink a yeah, Baja. Chug, chug. Baja Blast. Yeah, yeah. chug, chug. Chug, chug. Sure. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah, you don't have any notes. Um, I never Do you remember, notes. like, all the promotion for this movie where Jerry Seinfeld was, like, in a giant bee costume? I love Like, that. I feel like they went all in on the promo for this movie and like i said before like they had like the ray liotta private select honey but like this was definitely something that they were like this is going to be big and like Um, maybe what was the box office i know you said that you didn't want to pull up any facts yeah i was just gonna i was just telling i like i told her before we started recording i refuse to pull up box office mojo but i'm being called to task and i'm doing that as we speak yeah because the Um, promo for this movie was like insanely ridiculous i feel like they like went to the u.s open with like giant tennis balls or something um i mean that's the first that's the poster on box office mojo it's like fucking barry clinging for dear life on the tennis ball um opening weekend domestically it made 38 million um the budget was 150 so that's like yeah um domestically total it made 126 internationally it did 166 so wait what was the budget 150 um so So it didn't make it back domestically no uh i mean most movies don't that's why international is so important but like um but total it did um 293 and the typical rule of thumb for uh making back your budget is just doubling whatever your budget is to equate for uh marketing and actors and mm-hmm. stuff like that um so this one like probably lost like five million but i'm guessing it probably made it back with like dvd sales and shit yeah and like all of those like unlicensed memes i'm surprised that dreamworks didn't like go after people for all those red bubble things I'm, I'm more surprised they didn't like lean into it yeah i mean yeah well it was like the anniversary of b-movie when i was like looking for like memes and stuff to post it's like the anniversary of B movie, like, geez, like four years ago, like 2017. 
And there were articles published that were like, remember how fucking weird this movie was? Like, yeah. I don't think there's really any reclaiming this other than memeing. And I know that we've talked about it before, about, like, movies, like, turning into memes. But this is something that you just physically cannot, like, take seriously. Yeah, Like, I even was... something like Shrek 2, like, it is good satire. So you can take it seriously and you can make memes out of it. But right. this is just, like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I was watching a pretty, like, interesting video the other day about, like, how... It was about, like, The Simpsons, and, like, The Simpsons are, like, they've had, like, a second life just in the form of memes. Yeah. Even though, like, I would say most Simpsons fans would tell you, like, that show has not been good since, like, the early 2000s, if not yeah. even the 90s. Um, and, like, the video is, like, discussing, like, how it's interesting that some, like, objectively, like, bad things or, like, even things that are, like, past their prime have, like, the subtext or, like, the literal movie or show of it is mm-hmm. not iconic but so far like but the imagery and how random people form them into their own things like mm-hmm. it was talking about like how the simpsons like there's like a bunch of instagram accounts that are like simpsons aesthetics and they're just yeah, like yeah. screenshots yeah. of like random like the backgrounds yeah yeah just like mood like mood things and he's like it like amplifies it and yet it was probably just like drawn by like an intern because so like the regular animators could like do the characters and it's just funny mm-hmm. that like yeah Kira has her eyes fully closed right now. Sorry, <laughs> it like hurt to blink really quick. Um, uh, should should we wrap it up? Um, I mean, I'm sorry to our listeners. We thought I mean, that this would be like a fun like fever dream, like what's going on episode. But actually, like I forgot that I have like a desktop computer now and I can't like lay in bed and record. So this yeah. episode was like dead on arrival, <laughs> and I apologize um, for that. Help my arm. Um. No, I mean we already went for an hour. I think we're fine. It's like yeah. I mean, fine. technically, podcasts are an hour long. Yeah. Well, yeah. B movie. Not. I wouldn't quite give it a B. Maybe a C. Mm-hmm. Uh. But it's a. Maybe yeah. like a B minus. Mm-hmm. It's like where my grades are in my graphic design class. <laughs> just, that's how I'd rate my life at the moment. Yeah, like a B minus, maybe like a C plus sometimes. Oh my god! But the splitting headache is a D minus. Am I right? Yeah, these body aches and like nausea. I've literally been like... shivering this whole time. I'm sorry, you guys just heard us complain for a fucking hour. <laughs> Hey, anyone you know that made it through this episode you're you're like a true homie like you're, you're a, a bestie if you made really it through are. this whole episode um tweet at us thinking b i literally just want to go hop in like a freezing cold shower right yeah now. i'm taking like a burning hot shower the second we hang up all right well <laughs> i mean <laughs> are we at an hour yet now we're at 54 Yeah, yeah, it's our podcast, guys. Um, We need to go rest. Fuck, we want. And Um, just wanted to let you guys know: don't spin this episode as like anti-vax propaganda. (laughs) No, yeah, I um, go get get vaccinated. It'll be worth it in the end because Adam and I are gonna fight in the queue for Men in Black Alien Attack at Universal Orlando. It's funny that you think it's gonna be a fight and not just a ass kicking. 
All right. Well, follow follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji. Adam not Sandler on Twitter. Aggressively okay podcast wherever you podcast. Fucking kill me. Millennial canon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess. It's twelve thirty. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>